0: You're tuned in to the NWSL Rewind presented by Modern Soccer Coach. That's what you call USA Razzle Dazzle. Now, your host, Clifton Bush. And welcome back to the NWSL Rewind presented to you by Modern Soccer Coach Education. We are back for week 16, 17 ish. The schedule is totally <laughs> off. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, but it's been a long time since we've uh, brought to you our thoughts on this amazing league. We are going to have a, a what I imagine is a great conversation today since we have not talked in forever. Uh, right. So I'm sure Sierra has a lot to get off of her, uh, oh, of her mind uh, <laughs> related to this this past few weeks that have happened and what's been going on <laughs> and what's coming up. So stay tuned for that for sure. We're The plan today is a bit of a rundown on all the teams as we've kind of been on a really long break. So we're going to have a chat about everybody today, I think. And then next week we're back to great interviews, uh, wonderful thoughts on as we finish up the league and finish up towards playoffs and that championship game in Portland, where finally we will uh, have a winner. We'll have a winner. (laughs) uh even though we have and we'll get to it a little bit later but we we have one winner in north carolina winning the nwsl shield already so yep uh one of the two titles this year have been given out and so we'll see who gets the the big prize at the end yep but how are we doing sierra
1: good it's been a long time it feels like months it's only been like two weeks
0: (laughs) i it's time is flying by um your they say time flies when you have fun yeah
1: so yeah. I don't know if
0: she was having fun on her time off or she was having fun like, actually doing the show. I don't know which one, folks. You have to ask her. That's uh, at Sierra Joseph Eleven. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can, secret you can, question, secret you answer. You can find out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. so we we'll well, we'll we're back at it. We'll start to go through. I think, I mean, given the season, we've talked about North Carolina winning the shield so far. Uh, only two teams still mathematically out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I've said before, probably too many times, I certainly thought that this was not going to go this way. Uh, yeah. I thought there was going to be three or four teams at the top and then a big gap and then yeah. everybody else. Maybe there was one team kind of competing for an extra playoff spot, but it has not gone that way. Right. Uh, I was completely wrong. That's not the first time. <laughs> for the last time Not the first time ever no no <laughs> says everybody in Houston right now um, so
1: yeah hashtag Houston hashtag Clifton
0: <laughs> yeah, so so that's uh but yeah I mean speaking of those two teams sky blue still winless yep um but have been putting me on the edge of my seat as I watch these games though uh, Absolutely. so that's been the exciting part I've been sitting on the edge of my seat that game versus Orlando was a great game. And I honestly oh I thought they were going to win it. Um, I really, really thought that was the one. And yeah. it's it's been great to see that even though they've had all the off-field stuff happening, that on the field, the tactics, the effort, the energy, they haven't seemed to let the psychology just break them. And they've done right. very, very well to give a game to everybody that shows up. So... I think uh, for me, Sky Blue has over the last couple of weeks been probably kind of the bright team, even though they've yet to get a win.
1: Yeah, well, I think you're right. I think, it, I mean, for anybody who's a competitor to not have one win out of all your games you've played um, and then to be able to actually do something positive and can continue to get better, because I feel like that's what they're doing. They, they continue to get better every game um, and they fight every game. So I think that that's something positive to see, and it'll be interesting to where they take where it takes them come the last four or five games or whatever they have and then come, you know, next year when they continue to build off of what they have.
0: Yeah, and that, I mean, that squad is now, I'm sure they were bullied by the addition of Mallory Pugh. Uh, yeah. Former NWSL Rewind guest. Check that episode <laughs> out. Hashtag plug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug. The yeah, right. You know, having her back even, you know, for limited minutes has got to be an absolute buoy for them, I'm sure. I mean, they need just – or excuse me, not. <laughs> I got a little ahead of myself. Uh, to Washington. Yeah. It has added Mal back, and so yep. they haven't had quite the run that right. Sky Blue has had really as of right. late, and it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily feel like their style of soccer has been super high either. So, but, I, you know, I think the addition of Mallory is going to be huge for them. I think it gives yeah. them a better brand of of play, gives them a little bit more attacking prowess. And she just comes back and checks to defend and does all the kind of smart, right. small things. And as I've been known to say, she's can be a big help to Ashley Hatch as well, uh, yeah. who's been, been very bright for Washington.
1: Yeah, well, I think, I mean, and they're, again, a the team that, you know, maybe not necessarily. I mean, obviously they're competitors and they're going to want to win out the rest of their games that they have. But I think they're a team that you kind of start to look to their future. What does their future look like? You know, how do how are they going to all start to play together? I mean, this should for them really be when they're building on what is what style of play are they looking to play? What you know, how are they looking to play within the attacking third? What how are they looking to play in the midfield third? How are they looking to play defensively? Um, and I think that's something that they need to really really focus on going into these last four or five games, whatever it is. Um, that way they can move themselves with a smoother transition into next season.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's what's really kind of what's hurt them. It, it's been the defending portion. I mean, yep. they've, they've given up 27 goals in 19 yeah. games, and that's going to be a hard sell for mm-hmm. anybody, um, you know, to really give up that many goals over right. the of a season you're you're guaranteed almost you know a goal and a half or so uh, okay. for some of these teams and unless you're a mm-hmm. high scoring team on the other end maybe like a houston as of late you know who can mm-hmm. maybe hold off the defending end and okay mm-hmm. well i'm gonna give up x many goals but mm-hmm. we know we've got the prowess to score at least two and maybe mm-hmm. get, a, get a victory out of it that's a harder sell i think for a like washington so it would seem yep. like the easiest fix would be defensively is like yep. can we tighten it maybe get yep. that under a goal a game you know that's and now we've started to maybe you can you know, maybe it's a utah type model right like right that, that right. was utah kind of for the first two-thirds yeah. of the it's Like, hey we can nick these games because you are not scoring on us and so yep. it's coming up with what the plan in the offseason how much work do they do in the offseason to really build their defensive strategy you know Mm -hmm. when when you're playing versus portland when you're playing versus like because these teams have style right like Mm -hmm. so these teams tend to have a we know how north carolina plays yeah we we know how chicago is going to play albeit they play two different kind of setups but I think if you're you get one or two, yeah, you get one or two. So I mean, right. like if you're Washington, you can definitely plan for what that's going to look like. Right. What a Rory Dame's coach team is going to look like. What a Laura Harvey coach team is going to look like. And so right. I think it's important for the defensive unit in Utah to really right. start to buckle down and and make their presence known. So that yeah. way, uh, maybe next year's is a little bit of a higher role because it, it just doesn't seem like their performances have been let's say as sharp as even a sky blue so i mean yeah, like that's kind of right. you're maybe Same. tailing off a little bit yeah uh, tough i mean tough system changes too i mean jim has yep. changed it up they've gone to 3 in the back um, yeah. and i you know how well has that 3 at the back experiment worked for a player like quinn uh, right. who in theory should be one of the best defenders in the league um, but maybe it's a little bit tougher to learn a new a whole new system Right. With six games to go. And that very well could be what you're talking about, though. It's like start doing it now because you know we're only gonna have so much time in preseason next year, and then exactly these players are gonna be in and out, you know, with mm-hmm. the World Cup and all that kind of stuff. And so mm-hmm. maybe it's now's the time to maybe take your hits and start yeah, using right. this as a preseason for next year. Exactly. The Houston Houston Dash <laughs> And Houston's been an interesting, like, I thought they were going <laughs> to. So, I have trouble. I'm having trouble with the Houston situation, Sierra. I'm having trouble. Like, I know. We
1: always have trouble with Houston. And Houston yeah. fans probably hate us, but that's fine.
0: It was. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm i a fan of Houston and what they've done. Because it yeah. started off, I mean, they, the Rough. trade. The trades have helped them, right? So bringing in Sofia Huerta and Taylor Mm -hmm. Camal has helped. It's given them depth and solidified some defensive uh, Mm -hmm. abilities, solidified a little bit in the attack. It's made things flow a little easier for some other players. That way, maybe not everybody is just under the microscope all the time. But they were flying high at a time when I thought, man, maybe this isn't going to work, be such a great season. And then now... I was coming around on the bandwagon for sure. <laughs> oh. And now maybe the last few results haven't sprung their way. So, I mean, is it is it play? Is it luck? Is it just, you know, some teams are coming into form? What is the deal with Houston?
1: I honestly think Houston is they shoot themselves in the foot because every time I feel like they have a win, they give up easy goals. I mean, if you look at the game against Utah – The goal they gave up was a stupid goal. I mean, goalkeeper plays it out and it hits her on the back of the foot and it gets tangled up and she doesn't know where the ball is. Press gets it and finishes it. I mean, it's a stupid goal to give up. And so at the end of the day, it's like Houston, I think easily, you know, like we obviously changed our tune because I think in the beginning we thought, yeah, this team is not, this is going to be the bottom. They're just going to struggle. It's going to be terrible. And then they've really turned it around and the trades have helped them. But I think that they have a hard time finishing games. I mean, if you look at it, they're winning that game until the 77th minute. Yeah. I mean, how do you – I mean, you give up two goals in the 77th and the 83rd. Like, And the first one you give up – and again, everyone knows when you score one goal, it's a momentum-changing moment. And so them giving up that goal is a big deal because Utah especially, I feel like, thrives off of – that kind of stuff. Like As soon as a game-changing moment happens, Utah presses the lights out of you and they believe and they're ready to score goals. And I think Houston shoots themselves in the foot because they don't hold it together for a full 90. And I think if they're able to hold it together for the full 90, that changes the game completely. But I think what we're seeing is is that they're not being able to keep it together for 90 minutes. They make a mistake, whatever it is. They let down for two minutes, three minutes, whatever it is. And they don't have the personnel or the ability to be able to come back from a game like that.
0: They, I mean, now that's not the first, like, we've seen tons, like, Horrible this, se- this season has Horrible. had how many goalkeeping <laughs> mistakes. I mean, Horrible. as a card carrying member of the GK, union, <laughs> like, it's been a rough road. Right between the pipes, especially as and it and it seems like there's there's a concerted effort and this is and it is a wonderful thing to do. There's a concerted effort to develop the goalkeeper holistically 360 as Mm -hmm. an 11th player on the field. Mm -hmm. Now Mm -hmm. they're going to be you're going to suffer setbacks. Yep. And I think this season has kind of been that like everybody's trying to play for Mm -hmm. them. Not everybody, but for the most (laughs) part, people are trying to play. From the back, build creative soccer, attacking soccer that has a high brand and a high entertainment value, which is wonderful. Um, But we've – I mean, this is not the first time we – so, I I mean, I don't really get on Houston too much just because I think that that's just been one of the major themes this season. It's like goalkeepers just giving up howlers on some level, Um, (laughs) not the communication with their back line and just like the confusion in the details. Has struggled. Uh, Jane Campbell, this is probably her second year of maybe struggling like that. I mean, she definitely had some mm-hmm. moments last season as well. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, I mean, they've had some very, very bright spots. Uh, Daly has done well. I mean, even yeah. players like Mafalo, like, yeah, he yeah. has turned into an NWSL player, right? Over the, the course of the season, uh, she came in probably a little bit raw. Um, coming from a whole other continent and and one that especially doesn't necessarily have the soccer setup like we do here, right? right? Like so, right. those are are players that are take time to kind of get into the groove, and I think we saw them do that. But now maybe the grind of the season is yeah. getting on, and so a team like Utah, super emotional team, very right. emotional, right. Right? like they play with the ups, they play with the downs, yeah. Uh, but a team like Houston, they it's a steady. Vera Powell seems to have a just – the boat is going to move forward ahead at the same speed right. all the time, right? Like So we're just getting better. We're just getting better. We're just yep. getting better. We're just getting yep. better. It doesn't hinge on every up and down, but right. the emotion of the season has come. And so yeah, right. you're at a point where you're like, could we have made a playoff? Like the Utah-Houston game – is massive, position. right? Like so, whoever Huge got game. the three points in that one is Jumps probably the other
1: person. Yeah, they're
0: still <laughs> around, like they're still right. hanging out. And so yeah. I think that was a that was a tough goal to give away at a tough time for the season, not just for that match. I right. mean, you know, they get the W versus Washington, which you take care of, which you're kind of in theory supposed to take care of. You know, you lose to Portland recently but that's you're coming off of a win versus Orlando. I mean, like their, their month has been, you know, their last 30 days four games have been, you know, had they gotten a W versus Utah, you'd be talking about their, their continued surgeons. And now you have to kind of ask, you know, how, what is, how are they going to, how are they going to do it for their last six games? I mean, it's not impossible. I mean, they have sky blue next spirit after that. Uh, I mean, it's, They've got another a second game versus Sky Blue. Their other two kind of tougher above table teams would be Seattle and North Carolina in the one-two spot. So that's a hard setup. But you get North Carolina on the last game of the season. Maybe just maybe it comes down to, you know, the last day, but they're gonna have to really almost win out at this point. And I'm 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 sold. All of this is without Mewis, which has been a huge I mean, like let's not forget, like, yeah, I mean, that that was a massive massive hit. I think Poking Horn has come in and done it. Well. Done yeah. I, yeah. I mean, she's done a job, right? I mean, like Poking Horn is, like, those are those are pretty big shoes to fill.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: you know, any Mewis is going to be <laughs> a good player. Yeah. I mean, like, all the Mewis' seem to do Our pretty quality, well. Yeah. yeah, so there's that's that's a huge hit. So, I mean, Poking Horn has done well. I, I think in her first season in the NWSL, Vera Powell has, I mean, she's made some trades and acquisitions that have really that you're like, man, for the first year out, <laughs> that's pretty yeah. good. That's pretty good. Um, right. You know, bringing in the South Africans, bringing in Muerta and Camo. Like, to the, like it's been yeah. a, a year where there's a lot, a lot to build on and a lot to say that, uh, that's positive. And just, unfortunately, that run, that Cinderella run that I thought Houston might make probably doesn't look like it's going to uh, – and, and then they the
1: they can't do it with all the mistakes. That's my thing. Like they can't everyone's too good right now and everyone's too close. And if you're gonna have continual mistakes like they did, I mean, here's my thing. Do they, you know, the question would be is, is do they score? Does Hugh, does Utah score if they don't make give up that first crap goal? Yeah. You know, and that's the question is like, and, and unfortunately for Houston, they will never know because that's the but, kind yeah. of thing we talk about is like that 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 one goal that one mistake yes it's not devastating life ending but for them it is if north carolina makes that mistake it's not a big deal they drop a game they're so far ahead it doesn't matter but houston's in the fight of their life to get into playoffs and if you make a mistake like that against this type of team against a team that is ahead of you Like, you have to – I mean, you just can't give up things like that. And I think that's the biggest – What's is unfortunate for Houston because I think you're right. I think Vera Powell's done a wonderful job. I think she's turned it around. She's made good decisions with trades. Um, You're seeing a good Houston team, and it'll be interesting to see how they do next year um, and build off of all of this. But I think the question is, is I don't know. I think they might be too far off to really win out the rest of their games.
0: Yeah, I I mean, and I want to see – I mean, obviously, as a as a fan and, you know, as somebody like you and I, who we talk about the game every week and people listen and, you know, like it's I want a thriving all these teams to to thrive. And Houston hasn't done that yet since their expansion. And so they've yet to kind of experience the success, which I think it's Utah's first year. Uh, Everybody else has kind of experienced good success. Right. Orlando since expansion has obviously been to the playoffs. Portland's yep. won, won two championships. Even Washington has, you know, they've been in the playoffs. Sky Blue has mm-hmm. been higher up the table, much higher up the table in years. Right. So a thriving Houston, I think, is almost kind of the last piece to, you know, really yeah. getting the league. You know, it's, we have to fix things like in Sky Blue or whatever, but. That Houston part, I think the city could embrace them if, if they had a year where they were like, "Hey, we're in the playoffs, and it's, you know, we're in a massive playoff hunt and you're going down to the wire and you really get that excitement and energy, I think mm-hmm. Houston would go from whatever their three thousand, four thousand attendance to really proper attendance. And then that's right. I think it's one of the teams that could have a burgeoning in attendance, which means nothing but positives for the league. And so overall, Absolutely. I think over the next couple of years, I I would imagine I would back Vera Powell, certainly for like what she's done this year, to turn it into that. And Mm -hmm. hopefully for the city of Houston and for the Dash faithful, that that's something that's coming down the line.
1: Right. I agree with you.
0: In the first year for Utah, so we are – I mean, that's we've talked a little bit about it, and it's a massive win for Utah. I think they have – all the math says Utah has the easiest run – yeah left over with their games um with the just the average number of points for the teams so they'll they'll play washington spirit uh which will be yesterday by the time people hear it, but they'll play washington <laughs> spirit tonight for us and then yep. obviously a massive match versus seattle cuz that first one was like yeah wow the, the the or the second game excuse me versus seattle was like Rapino scoring the winner, and like it, Oh, my oh, goodness! Yeah. Like it was a you're like instant classic kind of stuff, and the yeah. Laura Harvey narrative, and all that. I mean, oh so my that's,
1: God. that's yeah. going to
0: be a revenge game uh, for I sure. Would, I would imagine the Utah staff, uh, you know, being pretty set on getting a victory in that game as well, which then leads them with Sky Blue and Washington Spirit. And there's a possibility that on September 8th. It's all to play for with the Chicago Red Stars, you know right that's so they still have a lot of positions. I mean you have, you have nine points from the two teams that are you know on the bottom of the table. so it's right. it's still on for Utah and that result versus uh, Houston was huge in trying to get them there.
1: right. Well, I think I mean we've talked about it over and over again. I think Utah is an emotional team and obviously an awesome first you know, awesome first year for them. And I think it'll be interesting to see what the finish is, how they're going to finish this out because they are so close. There is a possibility. And because they're so emotional, I think it throws people off because I think they can change a game literally with any game-changing moment. Like a tackle, a card, a foul, a whatever – and I think you see it from their coach. I mean, everyone knows Harvey is very passionate. She loves the game, and you can see it when she coaches. And I think that's how their team is. They play off of that. And so if there is a game-changing moment against any team, they could completely flip. I mean, again, we thought that they were going to, you know, I don't know. I thought Houston had the game won, and with just one flip, one mistake, they completely took over that game. And then from then on out, they dominated the game. So it's like you just don't know, and I think that's what's so great about watching Utah play is, like, you just don't know. Like, they're a good team, and they're, like – they are so emotional. So it's like when positives come, they come with the whole team, and it can completely change that game.
0: Yeah, it's been a a very interesting season, I think, for them, just because I think we were looking at the first two or three games, and, like, Young's daughter was, like – you were like, "Oh my goodness, Young's daughter is like the next, yeah. <laughs> you know, Jess I love Fish her. or right, whatever." Right, you know, right. <laughs> like you're like Mike, and so maybe there's been some role changes throughout the year, but right. Laura Harvey's passion and like her ability to just get full drive and energy out of her team hasn't wavered. And then right. you threw in Kristen Press, who maybe had a little bit of a tough two game transition. But I mean, is there a player? If you're gonna make a mistake in front of one of one forward in the entire (laughs)
1: league, I mean, you know, it's
0: (laughs) that list is probably pretty small, but it would certainly include Kristen Press. I mean, Megan Rapino, maybe a Tobin Heath, and that might do it for you, Sam Kerr. You know, like there's three or four that you're like, hey, maybe not in front of those players.
1: (laughs) Baby, Um, don't give up that
0: ball. Yeah, and so it was one of those kind of a situations. So I think. Kristen Press has now added another layer to the bite, and she's obviously really, really wants to make a mark right. on this unit and has done so. And so now, you know, Katie Stengel is like, for all, it's so, like Katie Stengel has come off the bench oh in a lot God. of games, but she's yeah. their leading goal scorer. Yeah. So you're, I mean, like, that's impact if I ever saw it, you know? And so right. it's a scene that has. Has done it in a different way than I think maybe people would have anticipated early on. Um, certainly, obviously, the the all the hype is going to be the Kristen Press and all that kind of stuff. But I think the other players that have contributed. I mean, now you have Nicole Barnhart in goal wow. uh, after the Abby Smith injury, and Barnhart has you know brought a sense of calmness, maybe <laughs> you know, to the to the defensive unit. Um, that bit of experience, Kristen Press, Katie Stengel, you know, right. they've all kind of, you know, really added maybe in the last stretch a, mm-hmm. a sense of like, hey, yeah, we are going to be able to do this. So now how do we add on to the strength of a Becky Sauerbrunn? Right? right. Like, And so the, you just help her. <laughs> you know what I right, mean? Like Before right, it, right. it was like she was the one who was driving the whole thing. Yep. Like now she's got help. She's got support. And I think you can see that. I would i would give anything though uh utah puts out a pretty good like they mic up laura harvey for some portions and then they put out i would give anything to hear a 90 minute mic up of laura <laughs> <laughs> in, in any given game <laughs> no.
1: i would too how funny would that
0: be and like hbo needs to needs to get on that yes. <laughs> just like a 90 it has to be hbo because i imagine there's a few uh you know, there's a few uh, things that aren't, yeah, there, necessarily <laughs> for, for <the> full public <laughs> consumption. But you know, I think uh, that for me, I I would absolutely love because those minutes that they put out are just absolutely oh, yeah. brilliant. I love, like just just her energy is like you can just feel her wheel, willing her team to yeah to the result that she's looking for. So it's absolutely. always always good to see.
1: <laughs> I love her. The, <laughs>
0: the uh so now that leads us into probably what we think is the the meat and the of the playoff hunt. Yeah. Uh, Chicago Red Stars uh, 18 games played. So that's six games left over. 28 points, 1 point behind Portland, 2 behind Orlando. Yep. Uh and so Chicago, you know, I, I think Chicago's just been They've been like a snowball that just kind of rolled downhill. I mean, they had tough right. injuries, started off really slow, really small, and they've just kind of gained momentum throughout mm-hmm. the entire season. Wow. You know, not negative – doesn't seem to be negatively affected by losing Sofia Huerta. You lose a national team player um, and still are able to, you know, get results off of teams. I mean, it's a pretty big weekend, I would say, with versus North Carolina. Yeah. Wow. You know, what can you do against a top team? If they do get into the playoffs, what is the likelihood that they do so from fourth place? Which means, you know, a home run versus or an away run versus North Carolina. So Uh they're going to have to figure that out. I mean, a tie versus them in the first game, but then a pretty handed beating in the second. So I think this matchup, not just for the points, but for any level of confidence for getting past that first round for Rory Dames is going to come from. a a bit from this weekend, I would say.
1: Yeah, well, and Chicago's just such an interesting team because, you I mean, you're right, you look at them and it was kind of a slower start in the beginning. They started to really pick it up. You could start to see, I mean, they were the first team to figure out how to play North Carolina. I mean, everybody else struggled, 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 and they were the first team that actually figured out the way that'll shut North Carolina down. And so the question being is, is like, you know, how are they going to finish out these games? And then I think even the interesting thing, we've talked a lot about people next year, like Chicago's a good team. Like, I think in my opinion, I think they're underrated. Like they, people don't really see them as a top four team. Cause I mean, you have the big dogs, you have the North Carolinas, you have the Seattle's, you have the Portland's and the Orlando's with the big names and all that stuff. But if you go to this team, I think, Next year, I mean, obviously this year is not over, but even next year, like they've got so much foundation and they're starting to really figure out what's working for them, that it's going to be so interesting to see how they start next year versus how they started this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's if they had started maybe saying some of the injuries or been able to kind of just get into a rhythm and flow a little faster. I mean, what could this team have You know, what this team has been, you know, is a whole other kind of a question. This is I think you're pro like I agree with you, like you're spot on in that I I think this is a team that is more of a collection of players than it is like a collection of individuals, right? Like so if you're looking at Orlando, Alex Morgan, Marta are going Sydney LaRue, like those players are going to take over a game. You have individual brilliance that is just going to, you know, take over and make that team better. Not right. to say that, I mean, Sam Kerr might very well be the world player, of the you know, like the FIFA right. player of the year this year, and that would be super deserved, right. but I don't think she does that without players like Yuki Nagasato.
1: Nope.
0: I don't think she does it without players like Mods, you know, yeah. Bernardo's now come on. I mean, in the job that Katie Naughton's done, like kind of holding down the center back role, Uh, with Ertz moving like into the midfield and moving into the back line and into the midfield and like so those you're kind of bookended with Sam Kerr and Alyssa Nair, right? Like so the best in the world right now, like goalkeeper, probably the best in the world and in the attack. But that team has been the other nine players. I mean Morgan Bryan and Casey Short coming in, like the players playing roles and you yeah. know, even a rosy white, you know, it's those extra minutes that keep them in games or give yeah. them that one extra goal. Like it's been a while. Wow. I mean, Yuki Nagasato has just been, you know, like as far as like midfielders, like players right. just setting up play, you're like, my goodness, like, and she's already retired from like the Japanese national team. Like, so you're talking right. about who's like, you know, is on the other side of it, and she's right. like so fit, goes 90 minutes, plays you know, is able to play in balls to Sam Kerr with such deafness, you know, like you're, that's a special, special player. And I think it's more of a collection of the 11 that play on any given day. Right. And less about like how Sam Kerr is, you know, crushing it. Like maybe it was like for New Jersey last year, right? Like right. she scored how many ever goal—thirteen, goals, 13, 14 goals last year. And yep. she was the bright spot. Yep. Now there's 11 players on the field who just look dangerous.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like it's kind of I mean, if there's basketball fans out there, I mean, people would probably argue it now with the team that they had. But I feel like it's, you know, they don't. It's, Chicago's not a Cleveland a LeBron James team. I know he switched yeah. over. he's no longer there. But, um, you know, he wasn't a he's, it's not a LeBron James team. I mean, he you know, they have it's a Golden State team. They've got people that help him out. You know, they have people that are going to help the star player succeed. And I think that that is what makes Chicago such a good team is that it is a team sport and it's 11 people on the field and you have people on the bench that are coming in and stepping up and um, they're just a good, well-rounded team. Again, if you have something that happens to a star player, they're not skipping a beat. I mean, some of these other teams, I mean, I think you saw it with Washington spirit, Mal gets hurt and they struggled. I mean, if in uh, Orlando, if, two of their three you know, or four studs get hurt, what are they going to do? I mean, not that they don't have people on the bench, but you're so reliant on those people to be the success of your team. And I don't think Chicago really, because they didn't have Sam Kerr for so long. So when she came back, yeah. it was like, oh, thank God. Okay. Well, this is cool. We could add her in the lineup. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, they didn't skip a beat. And so I think it's just helped them get better. And their team had to learn to play without their stud on the field.
0: Yeah, I think that's a... So I would say this. I'd say taking the NBA analogy probably too far, but I'll do it anyway.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm going to go with Chicago as more of a Boston Celtics team.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. going to
0: give North Carolina the Golden State Warriors moniker at this point, Okay. Yep, just because okay. of the, the yeah. way. And then Orlando would be Cleveland. Cleveland Cavaliers. I think that yep. just to round out uh, like slow, like it's not slow and steady. It's like, we're going to play, but that seems how, you know, like Boston is probably like, let right. me give it to Boston. I think that's a good, well-rounded team with a, you know, with a star like Kyrie Irving or something like that. Right. Like you've right. got a, you've got a stud who can ball out, but right. everybody else you're like, Oh, that's <laughs> all those guys are actually really good. If, and if right. they were, and it might be interesting. Cause I think if you took some of these players from Chicago, and place them on other teams, I don't know that they would be nearly as successful. I think right. the accumulation of these players makes them what they are. And so Absolutely. it's it's a tough road for them. I mean, if you just do the math on like who they have to play um, yep. over the course of their next six games, and then you've wedged in a Sky Blue game because that one got canceled um, yep. midway you know, right before their Utah match. It's going to be a tough road, and I, mm-hmm. I kind of feel bad a little bit for Chicago in that in that situation just because of the circumstances of how the schedule played out. Because I felt like they had a really tough schedule early on as well. Like I feel like Chicago's had just like the hardest schedule of any NWSL team. And everybody's playing everybody three times, but you're like, the way Chicago has had to do it has not been easy.
1: No, no. It's like back-to-back. So
0: Yeah. So if they if they do make the playoffs, I think that's <laughs> that's going to be a testament of those players and right. that staff and that organization to you know really make a massive, massive splash. Um, you know, kudos to them if they're able to kind of get this thing off the ground and they're right there. So they yep. have more games than any of the teams above them left. Yep. So that is one thing that does help. They do have that sixth game. Right whether or not you'd rather have the timing of it or, you know, which would you rather have kind of an extra game or the timing? I don't know. But for me, I think that that's a, that's one thing that's at least a positive for, for Chicago team.
1: Right. I agree with you.
0: Actual playoff teams right now, albeit maybe in a very, very small margin, but actual (laughs) playoff teams uh, that are in fourth through third. So Portland in fourth, Orlando in third, Seattle in second, um, if chicago and or utah are going to break in here is there a team in there that you think is likely to drop out of that you know two three and four spot um
1: i think seattle is pretty consistent um i think it would be i would be shocked if they dropped off um i think the one to really watch right now is portland because i think they are I mean, obviously they just, you know, they lost to North Carolina uh, two to one. And even though it was two to one, like I felt in my personal opinion, I felt like North Carolina just dominated. I don't think that as even though the game looked close, like I just didn't feel like it felt close. Um, And so I think that's the one to watch is because I think Portland's had some really, really big highs where they've done very well. Um, But I also think that they've had times and moments where you're kind of like, what? is going on? What is this team right now? And I think that they could, they could, they could easily drop any of the games that they play left. And so I think that it's going to be very critical for them, confidence wise, and obviously points wise to finish off and win out as many games as they can. But I don't know. I think that one could be the one to watch. And then I'm saying that I think Orlando's right there with them. I think we've seen An inconsistency with Orlando. I mean, we've talked about it. They've got the stars, they've got the studs, but I mean, they tie New Jersey 2 2. And if anybody looks at that on paper before that, they're probably going, Well, New Jersey has no wins. So Orlando's got the players they have. They should win. And so it's like, you know, the question becomes, I think, for both teams is who's going to be more consistent? I think whoever is this isn't like whoever has some type of inconsistency at any point will drop, and that's when Chicago could overtake them. Um, but that'll be, I guess, the question towards the next few games is, like, what consistency are they going to bring to each game?
0: Yeah. If I if I had to pick a squad, I, I would say Orlando's probably the closest to danger for me. Yep. Um, given a couple of reasons. One, like you said, their consistency. But I think part of that is the way that they've played this season has changed so much. Yep so are they the team that's going to play with marta up top are yeah. they a team that's going to play with marta in the midfield are they are they team that's going to start to play mean? are they or are they a team that's going to play with marta coming on with 30 minutes <laughs> left are they a team that's going to play uh sydney larue out right. wide to start and go with pace are they you know is Super sub Rachel Hill going to be able to score a goal. Like I don't know that there is that there's been a consistent form of tactical play throughout the entire year. So it's one thing to be a chameleon, and I get like that just might be how how Orlando pride you know really do pride themselves. Right? It's like we are adaptable to whatever game, but I think it makes you susceptible then to changes, slight changes in style and system that the opposition have, right? So if, you, if you're if you like, well, we know this is going to be a better way to play against Sky Blue. Well, you're guessing that that team is going to play a certain way, and if they make an adjustment, then maybe it doesn't work out for you. And so I think there hasn't been a very, you know, I mean, there's a lineup there that's LaRue and Abagagou wide with Alex Morgan and Marta underneath, but that looks completely different than if it's, you know, Abagagou on the right and Marta on the left. Um, uh, you know, like those are Pollyanna's playing, or you know, where where is uh, Krieger Kind of is she actually getting forward, or is she playing underneath? Is she playing behind service? Like it changes a lot, and I think that the tactical inconsistency or the tactical adjustments that have been made are what's kind of makes it hard. That would kind of be my first reason. My second is that I, they they only have four games left, so they have the right. fewest number of games, and three of those teams. Are playoff teams North yep. Carolina, Seattle, and Chicago?
1: Yep.
0: I mean, I guess Chicago's out, but they're you know they're barely out at this point. So I right. would say that those are three very difficult games that are up for grabs. Yep. Certainly, I'm not saying that they're losses, but they very well could be. Right. So you, yep. the last game is versus Sky Blue, um, which has already shown that they, you know that yeah, they can. Yeah. Who knows? Like, yeah. I mean, like you would, you would typically give them that three points but sky blue right. has recently shown that you know they can match up and you know take care of business versus orlando and so that could be a situation where you're like they could get one point right. you know or they could get 12 points and i you don't know you know where they're going to fall and so i think they're the most at risk i think portland does has just the opposite we know what their system is we know how they're going to fall, even if it's three at the back or four at the back or whatever it is we do know that it's going to be about trying to find some cross finish for Lindsey Horan, trying yep. to play through the center in order to use Sinclair, Sinclair. Um, yep. you know, to bounce the ball off of, using midge purse to find width uh, and and speed and and getting penetration down the flanks. I mean, like, we know what the system and style of play Absolutely. is for Portland. And I think that, for me, w- makes a difference in the last five games. Mm-hmm. I-, I think their sureness it means training is a little bit more sure it means like your weekly pattern is a little bit more settled yep Uh, players are a little bit more settled i was
1: gonna say a little happier
0: (laughs) yeah part of this has to do with rhythm and you know confidence and the intangible parts like so we want to try and talk about all the parts of the game right like the psychological piece here the mental toughness piece here is like Mm -hmm. i know uh, unless i'm injured i'm likely to be starting Uh, right and you know, I know that I'm going to grow confident and I don't have to deal with, well, am I going to be sitting or am I not going to be sitting? And that's not right. something that I think you can say in Orlando. So for me, I think uh, Mark Parsons probably has an easier run, both yep. on paper in the games that they're playing right. as well as his team. I think it's just set up slightly better than Orlando to make a yep. final push.
1: I agree. It'll be it'll be interesting. I mean, for people who don't know, I mean, Orlando has thirty points, Portland has twenty nine, and Chicago is twenty eight. <laughs> so good luck to all of you. Like, I yeah. <laughs> don't know. It's gonna be so. It, it's literally. I mean, every what people I think need to understand is every single game you can't have a fluke because at the end of the day, you're gonna if you have a fluke game that could set you up to drop, you know, one spot or three. Okay. You know, yeah. what I mean, it just don't know
0: and those are every game that they play against each other you know it's the dreaded like six pointer quote unquote yep, you know like yep. every like so orlando play portland on the 11th of august like they yep. play them this weekend like that's yep. definitely
1: it's a huge game
0: so orlando portland have a game on hand over orlando and then chicago has two on orlando and one on portland so you're like it's it's right there the every game is going to be a six pointer i mean the next round for portland is you have Orlando, who are one ahead of them, and then you go play Chicago, or Chicago comes and plays you the next week. Like, yep. that's – Right. Those right. are your next two matches are the team that bookends you. Like, that's yeah. – like. So, it's going to be a, a tough road. But I, I do think that they're probably a little bit more more settled. Um, yeah. Caitlin Ford is now kind of in the – You know, she had a, she's had a pretty good Tournament of Nations. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I think – you know, at the end of the day, probably a little bit better suited to to make the final push. Now, I mean, saying that it could end up exactly how it is right now. And that would be an interesting road, I think, for for both those teams because how does Portland match up against North Carolina? How does Orlando match up against North Carolina? Right. Those are all going to be <laughs> like one of the two of them are probably going to end up playing right. Perry, so I think how does that go? And Portland has the added desire, I would say, to, you know they the one thing that they haven't done is one you know like at providence right like for the playoffs like so they've had the playoffs there before and then they didn't make it that season i believe so
1: yeah i think right.
0: uh, you know they're going to want to go back and fill out providence park 22,000 plus it'll it probably would be mashed in there yeah. <laughs> i couldn't imagine if their home team was playing for a championship on their home oh, field oh god so. <laughs> what what kind of feeling would that be? And I would
1: Insane. pity
0: any other team that has to play against them in that scenario. So I'm sure That'd that's be good. added, added pressure, added uh, <laughs> inspiration for the Portland Thorns. Seattle, yeah. I think I'm with you. I think they're just like, at this point, they're just going to roll themselves, I think, through yep. th- to the second spot. Um, yep. They have Megan Ripino has been, I will say probably the most consistent player. Yep. Um, that's, you know, that's kind of playing right now, even though maybe whole goal production as of late has gone down a little bit. No. Yeah. But at this point, I mean, she's still helping produce goals for her team and her movement, her excitement. You know, everything has just kind of sparked that team. It sounds. Uh, it seems like her relationship with new coach, like and has gone really, really well. And yep. he seems to be getting a, a great deal out of her. So. There's, you know, you have that added, you know, just layer as well. So I I don't see any problems with with Rapino, And I just don't know that there's a way to stop her from doing whatever she wants right now. (laughs) No, (laughs) you know, you're trying to figure out tactically how you like, how do you stop what she's doing? Because she's just so multifaceted. I think I I look at like a player like Lindsey Horan and I'm going, she's gotten off so many goals. But it seems to me like, you know, it doesn't seem like teams are really, like, man-marking her or, right. you know, really kind of playing, doubling her in a zone or whatever it might be. Like, maybe there's a way to solve the Lindsay Horan problem. I just don't see, like, how do you solve the Rapino hey, problem. problem? Like, yep. she <laughs> just clearly running through people. Uh, yep. She's running around people. Like it's it's like the strange mix of Tobin Heath and Lindsey Horan. Like she's just right. able to kind of like do both. It's it's insane. So Rupino yeah. for me has been a massive, massive bright spot, which will likely take them to a home playoff game. And yep. things play a lot differently in Seattle than they do oh, in Oh
1: God. Yeah. <laughs> significantly different.
0: I mean that field is different the atmosphere and environment's different. Like it's just a whole other kind of a beast to play in Seattle. So I would, uh, I would assume that that's going to be a pretty, you know, I mean, they've got five games to play and just like anything, they, they seem ready to play those five games and you know, they're, it's not an easy, easy road, but it's also not a super difficult one. And they can secure enough points here, maybe after two games in order to secure the second place. So we'll, uh, we'll look forward to Seattle kind of just doing what Seattle does.
1: Cruising along.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and the the spoiler for all this I think is going to be North Carolina. Right? Yeah. Obviously Sky Blue's played a little bit of spoiler. Um I'm sure in the Tom Sermani office <laughs> he was oh, looking gosh. at those extra two points going, "Hey, uh Sky Blue, did you want to just, you know, let us have that?" And they decided no. Right. I think North Carolina's <laughs> the other side is So they've, they were able somehow to very, very early with five games left secure the NWSL shield. Yep. At the same time, they split what is half of their starting lineup off into the national team for the Tournament of Nations. They were still able to win the ICC championship, um, beating two teams from France that were very good, uh, especially that second game versus Lyon. Like that match was. By all accounts of what I saw, every starter they had, it yep. wasn't, you know, like they didn't hold back. And so, oh. I mean, they are just flying so high. But is there a point here where you start to think of, I've got five weeks and we have ran Crystal Dunn into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've run, like the number of runs Lynn Williams is making every oh week. Oh my gosh. Would, I mean, it would make a a sprinter. It's like it's just right. insane. Like she's just running the flank, she's running the central channel, she's just on 40 yard sprints all right. the time. Right? How much of that, you know, if you're a coach, do you say, Hey, maybe we're gonna play Darian Jenkins a little bit more? You right. know, maybe we're going to give uh, Dabinia more, more time, more responsibility on the left side. Um, you know, where Dunn's usually kind of playing, and maybe we hold off a little bit, you know, that NBA analogy comes back to right. mind again, you know, it's like, right, right. are you, are you pulling the San Antonio Spurs situation where just nobody's playing anymore? We're, you know, right. you, we've secured it. We're good. Everybody rest up and we'll give it a run. Um, and they, they don't have the youngest team on the book either. Uh, you know, Lynn Williams is young, but Jess McDonald is, is a veteran Crystal right. Dunn veteran, you know, Mewis, veteran. Yeah, yep. like I mean, you've got a lot of players, Zerboni, who are have been around for a long time. So do you rest those players or do you just right. keep going? And and when you get to your playoff game, you just you know, you just throw it on the table.
1: Yeah. And that's I think we we, we talked about it before the break. Yeah, and yeah. the question was, is, is, you know, what do you do? I mean, as a coach and as a player, obviously, we're all competitive and you want to win you want to win out the rest of your games, but in the same time, you're right. I mean, you've you've won, you've clenched the title, you're in first, you got home field advantage, you're good to go. So the question now becomes is like, where do you go? Like, how do you, you know, you have players that are playing 90 minutes consistently all the time and nicks and bruises and bumps and legs and all that stuff, you have to save them for the most critical part of your season. So do you start to kind of, peel back a little bit and you know maybe instead of 90 minutes we're playing somebody 65 and may, I don't know I mean that's something that's going to be interesting to watch to see for the next few games because again you've got teams that are going to try and beat you and pick up their points so they're not going to hold back so how do you save your your, your players that you need in order to win the whole league all together and go to playoffs and win at everything so I think I think you're right. I think that's the that's the thing that everyone's going to be watching is like what decisions do you make now to – because you also don't want to not play people because then you're not in yeah. full form and full rhythm. So it's like that awkward balance of like we want to keep where we're going and not drop off, but we also do want to save some legs so that people don't feel like they're stuck in mud and concrete the rest of the time that they're playing.
0: Yeah, I mean it's Ab- – absolutely. I-, I think there's – there's a, certainly a balance here i think that's going to be the team that people are going to try like I th- everybody assumes you're going to you know you're definitely going to if you play sky blue or washington you need to win those games yep if you're playing in kind of a you know a six pointer quote unquote you know like you've you're looking for at least to hold serve right like so you want to tie if you're in one of the fourth positions right um you know maybe you need three points if you're chicago or utah maybe you don't i I mean north carolina to me is the place where whoever gets points off north carolina is the one that like so if you're utah if you're chicago if you're houston if you're orlando you know all those teams have to play north carolina well that's where you get quote unquote points you don't deserve right like that if you really want to make a push beating yep. north carolina or getting a draw from north carolina are points that nobody else is getting well with the exception of utah so you're exactly like, that for me is where like utah was able to actually get four point five points off of uh north carolina which yep. is huge Yep, five out of nine chicago's gotten one I don't yep. know that very many other teams have even gotten a point off of North Carolina. So right. if I'm Orlando, I'm looking at that game going, that's where I could make a massive, massive, you know, how do we Absolutely. get those three points and really make a splash and really secure it? But in Portland, it's the same thing. If I'm Chicago this weekend, I'm looking, you know, I'm throwing everything I have at yep. getting a result versus North Carolina because yep. that's what's going to get you into the playoffs, I think. And so I think for, for that group, they are going to dictate a lot of <laughs> – Who's right. going to be the ones to, you know, and because they are the only ones who can. I don't know that Sky Blue and Washington can dictate from their no. position in the table, right? Like they're they're having to deal with other things, right? That, which is which is just either getting that first victory or, you know, trying to secure your team for next year and make right. make things a positive environment, whatever it might be. You're 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 thinking of other things. North Carolina really can King make the playoffs if they wanted to. And that's, right. that's going to be an interesting setup. So I think that's where – and plus they have the team. Right. Like we What we don't always consider is like their starting lineup is one thing. And we know what their starting lineup is. Yeah. But Sam Mewis isn't a starter. <laughs> right. Right. So, like, I mean, we have to – you know, you got to kind of go to – she's not technically really even a starter. Like, you're talking right. about being able to play players. Kristen Hamilton – it's not a starter, like Mm-mm. you know, right. O'Reilly. Whether or not she starts games, like she's kind of, it seems like she's been a starter, but she's definitely going to be somebody who's going to be in a in a rotation for right. those spots. I mean, because Merritt Mathias has been, my goodness, this year, you know. <laughs> like, so, yeah, right. So I mean, like that's every position has two, so you're almost fielding a full strength team by resting a Crystal Dunn. Still, exactly. Like,
1: you still
0: field. You know, Dubinia is no, you know, like that's, yeah, <laughs> like, that's your replacement for Crystal Dunn, you right. know, is a Brazilian star. <laughs> so, right, those are those are the, and they've played all year with two goalkeepers as well. So, it's kind right. of been an interesting, you know, D'Angelo and Roland have both played plenty of minutes. So, you can, yep. every position almost has two, um, right, you know, maybe withholding center back, but because Ursig. Has just been Ursic and Dahlkemper. I think have basically played everything that they were available for. So that's right. But apart from <laughs> those two, I, I mean, I feel like everybody else has a has a massive, massive sub. So, and again, that we know how they're going to play, right? Like, yeah, we it's the box they're trying to get themselves into attacking positions with their forwards and with those two attacking midfielders. Um, you know, they're attacking you with four <laughs> across right. your back line. They're right. using the channels. We know exactly what it looks like. And for those of you who, you know, if you're looking for, if you're out there going, I'm a coach and I need to figure out how to get my team to be consistent in a system, like just watch three or four games from North Carolina and see right. what, like, just see the difference in what Paul Riley has obviously done with that team and stealing and ingraining a certain style of play. Like that Absolutely. is where you go to like, look at like, how do I make my team consistent? That's a place that I would say, because every week it doesn't matter who they play. They play the mm-hmm. same way with a different lineup versus every time champions league teams. Like, yep. That was like, All
1: right.
0: Maybe they'll, no, like, they, nope. the way they versus- know what they want to do. Yeah, and so it's, I mean, it's a model for how to get your team to play a certain style. Uh, and you can definitely take a look at at how they do things. So I would encourage everybody who's not watching, you know, go check that out from just from a learning standpoint. So absolutely. So four, five or six games left, depending on who you are um, rolling into kind of the, the last the last bastions of games here and there are some midweek games. So even though there's six games left, yep, for say like Chicago, I think it's all over inside the next like four weeks. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're now uh time wise, you know, getting down to the to the crunch. So I mean any any final thoughts? We've been away for such a, a long time. A long I time. think <laughs> it was kind of like, yeah, like there was a there's a place to like, okay, just you know, just got a lot to say right now you know i know so I'm like, right
1: <laughs> i'm honestly i think i'm more surprised at how close it is like i'm with you like i felt like when we started it was gonna be like i mean everyone's probably like oh, they, they just hate houston but like i feel like we thought i mean houston was clearly gonna be in the bottom I think we thought that Utah, I mean they were doing well, but I don't think we really thought that they were gonna be fighting for a spot. So I think you really just were gonna be like, ah, eh, Chicago will be in there, but you know, who knows where? And then I think you thought, oh, well, we're gonna have our you know our veteran four teams that are just gonna take those top four spots and it's gonna be done. And I'm surprised at how close it is. Like it is points, people like one, two, three, four points. like it is it is just so neck and neck and it's so good for the league like i think it's so critical that we have you know no one wants to watch everybody you know four teams compete and the rest of the group just kind of falls off you want to watch holy crap you know houston could take points off of these three teams and all of a sudden change the entire playoff system i think that's something that you want you want that competitive drive and atmosphere because i think that attracts more people to the league to watch and i think it attracts more players to the league and i think it just it brings so many good positive things to it because you're just it's so competitive it's so you know up and down it's so week to week and so i think everyone you know has to tune in because if you don't you might miss something like the orlando new jersey game
0: (laughs) yeah yeah you got to watch them all i mean like that's it's almost you know get your team but you you do your team is going to be affected by you know, everything else that's happening in the league. It's just a a nature of maybe having only nine teams and, you know, kind of the spread out nature of all the players for the allocations and all that kind of things. But I I, I think what's actually interesting, I think one of my biggest surprises has been how dominant North Carolina has been. I mean, like how dominant they've been able to be.
1: I think I called that in the beginning if we go back to the first.
0: Oh, now we're... (laughs) I just walked into that one, folks. I, uh,
1: <laughs> For sure. I just, did. yeah, I
0: did. I just blindly walked right into that one. Um. So yeah, check the tapes back. I'm I'm pretty sure Sierra has <laughs> been saying how good North Carolina was going to be. Not that it, it, no, I mean, let's be fair. Like I didn't think no, I'm Carolina worried, wasn't going to be good, but I, I mean, right. like this has been a very dominant, dominant season. I don't know that in six years that there's been a team that secured it so early. Um, right. You know, it really is kind of a North Carolina has turned it into, say, a Leon in France for the women's side, a Man City in England for the men's side. Like you know, you're you're right. talking about domination of a of a league in a way that I think right. would have been hard to hard to predict. In a, yeah. yeah. Not not to say that you didn't predict it. You <laughs> did absolutely totally fine. But for me, it it is a little bit of a shock because there is so much parity in this league. Oh, yeah, and I, I, so it's it's a massive, massive coup for them to have done what they've done. Now the thing is, is it begs the question and the hope that hey, can they go and you know would it be another kind of disappointing season to right. win the Shield so early, be so dominant, and then you know Completely have what happened fall. like last year and just you get kicked too many times or something, right. you know, like it's. It's one of those things. So I'm sure I'm sure Paul Riley is looking at the uh, referee sheets for,
1: <laughs>
0: for for next year or for this year's uh, you know, final and True. playoffs going, Hey, we need to make sure that we have the right kind of because that's I mean, that's been another uh, story of yep. the league is you know, we don't talk too much about that sort of thing, but you know, it's it's definitely been a story is how yep. the roughing has affected um, you know, this this league and the results potentially and the lack right. of kind of uh cautions and ejections that have happened and mm-hmm. how that you know is that promoting a more physical game right uh, you know all questions to be had but i think uh for sure the if there's another physical final like there was last year um that's that's gonna that's going to help some teams and hurts others. So I'm right. sure that's a, a massive, massive consideration for everybody involved.
1: Absolutely. So,
0: so we will see everybody next week. Uh games this weekend, super, super important matches. Um take a look at the at the schedule and and see who you're who you're rooting for. Let us know on Twitter. Um, you know, if you have a, a thought on who should be, you know. If we said something crazy, that's probably me. Uh, You know, feel free (laughs) to let me know how you feel. Uh, But, yeah, this week's (laughs) matches, uh, tonight, technically, Washington Spirit travel to Utah. uh, Friday, Chicago hosts North Carolina. Utah is playing their third game in a week versus Seattle on Saturday. Sky Blue hosts Houston in I mean, if there's if there's a chance for them to get a game, you know, I hate to say it, but I mean, like they've they've they're on a run, so Houston needs to make sure that their yep. game is tight. You know, like Houston yep. needs to make sure that their game is super tight. Otherwise, Tampa yep. might nip them in the heel. Yep. Uh, and then finishing out on Saturday, Orlando Pride versus Portland Thorns, which is always a fun match. Yep. just always love watching Marta and Tobin Heath play on the same field. It's so fun. I would, I would do that all day every day. So so <laughs> that, that, that's bound to be a, a very fun match. So stay tuned into the NWSL Rewind and the league games this weekend. And we will talk to you next week. This has been the NWSL Rewind. Have an opinion on the games? Let us hear it on Twitter using hashtag NWSL Rewind. And check us out at ModernSoccerCoach.com.